Super Talk Mississippi media production. Opponent preview series continues, and we are at the LSU Tigers, a game that Mississippi State was just dominated in a season ago. I've got Matt Moscona from ESPN 104.5 down in Baton Rouge. Matt, is there a team in the SEC that has had a bigger 180 from last media days to this one in terms of expectations and what people are thinking of them than LSU? Give me a second to think. Um, no. Um, maybe we'll see how it goes with Kentucky just because there was no expectation really for Kentucky a year ago and they won 10 games. But uh, you know, I think a lot of people are high on Missouri this year with Kelly Bryant and the fact that their schedule is super manageable. They, they could be the Kentucky of this year where they maybe win 9 or 10 games just because of the schedule. But as far as the perception of the program, I, I don't know that there's any even particularly close. I mean, when you talk about Ed Ogeron was on the hottest seat, and, I'm, and it's not just a, a media or fan creation. That was a, a people of influence around LSU uh, a year ago. We're looking at Ed, looking how they they you know pull the ripcord from that situation, and you go you, you go nine and three, get a great win over Georgia, you dominate Miami, you a couple of top ten wins, you, you win a New Year's Six game, and. Now people are looking at this team with everybody returning, a manageable schedule going, is, is this the year they make a run and, and maybe make the playoff? It's 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 drastic. I mean, I, I don't know that I'm ready to make that leap, but it's it's certainly the most drastic turnaround year to year. You talk about making a leap. Joe Burrow, obviously a huge part of LSU's success a season ago, really came on strong at the end of the season, had maybe his best game in the bowl game, the win over Central Florida. What kind of leap can he make this year in what looks like it's going to be a new and more wide-open offense in Baton Rouge? Yeah, and I think the offense suits him really well, which maybe more so even. Because if you understand, he was a dual-threat quarterback in high school, and you play in Ohio State system with Urban Meyer. It's, it's shotgun, it's whipping around a little bit. That's going to look more like what LSU does this year. You know, a year ago he was learning more of a pro-style offense, taking snaps under center. So I think this is more native to Joe Burrow. This offense, uh, I think, just the very natural progression that Brian a year ago at this time, Joe Burrow literally didn't know where his apartment was on campus. <laughs> and I, now he's got a year under his belt. It was like he was on campus three weeks of fall camp, and it's like, hey, you're in Dallas and Jerry World against top ten Miami. Go get him, bro. You know, it's. It was natural to see. You mentioned the, the final month of the season. He, he was great in the final month. Um, yeah, I think the game slowed down for him. And now you've had this whole offseason. The other thing, as a grad transfer, he's taken one online course this semester. So he's basically like a pro. He can show up to the building anytime, watch film, you know, go about his day and let football be his his Ph.D. this year. I, I think Joe Burrow is, you know, regardless of what LSU's win-loss record happens to be, I think Joe's poised for a, a monster season when you've got a, a bevy of really nice running backs and you get your top five receivers back from a year ago and Burrow's more – it just all it, it all lines up for, for him to, to continue that progression this year. And you mentioned those playmakers around him. That's one thing LSU is never going to be short on is having guys who can make plays. In the backfield with Brosette gone, who, who's going to step into that role? Because when I think of LSU football, I think – I know it's going to be different this year, yeah. but the power running game, I always think of it. Who's in that role this year? You know, I think they're always going to run the ball, but I, I don't know – I don't think they have the guy that's the 20-carry again back this year. You know, they don't have their Fournette, their Geist, their, their Daryl Williams, or Jeremy Hill. I just, I, that guy's not on this team. But Clyde Edwards-Elair is back, and I think Clyde is going to be the, the first guy. They had two freshmen coming in that they love with John Emery and Ty Davis-Price. 
Uh, and then you got um, you got a guy Chris Curry who redshirted last year. They they call him like mini beast mode or little beast mode. They, they, they look at him like Marshawn Lynch, basically, that style of runner. He's not Marshawn Lynch, but he's that style of back. So, you know, I think it's a committee thing. Uh, and LSU's had success with that in the past. You know, the 2011 season where they, they had the great season and lost to Bama in the championship game, um, you know, it was similar, you know, uh, where you, you didn't have any back go over a 1,000 yards, which had, like, five backs go over 500 yards. So I, I think they'll share the wealth. It, you know, the interesting thing, too, is you know, Ed, Ed Ogeron always talks about the USC offenses when he was there with Pete Carroll. And, of course, that was Reggie Bush, Lendale White. And they had sort of the you know, the, the, the slash and then the, the smash, so to speak, the thunder and the lightning, if you prefer that. But um, Very appropriate for this show. Right. <laughs> um, but I think um, – I think Clyde edwards Elair is more the Reggie Bush model. I'm, I'm not saying he's Reggie. I'm saying he's that he's that function in the offense. And I think the freshman Ty Davis-Price is the Lundale White. 6'1", 230. He'll be the, the between-the-tackles physical guy. So, they got, they, you're right. I mean, they always have guys. Nobody better in the country as a defensive coordinator, in my opinion, than Dave Aranda. He just gets it done, and then you add the talent that LSU has, and it's just a very – it's a dangerous mix for everybody they're playing. How good can that defense be in 2019? Man, really good. They it, they lose Devin White and Greedy Williams, so you have to start there. And those are two major pieces. I mean, Devin White won the Buckus as the best linebacker, and Greedy was a lockdown corner. Uh, but LSU's recruited well enough to where they can they can withstand those losses because they've got more than enough competent guys, especially in the secondary, to replace Greedy. And Christian Fulton last year was having a better year than Greedy before he got injured in the last in the Arkansas game. So Christian Fulton will be your number one lockdown corner. Grant Delpit's back was a unanimous All-American at safety. Uh, you return your, your your starting defensive line as well. Uh, maybe the biggest piece, though, defensively for LSU is uh, getting Caleb on Chasson back off of injury. That's a guy that nobody really knows about, but he was a you know five-star edge rusher, uh, played as a freshman behind Arden Key, and then last year was supposed to be his year, and he tore his ACL in the opener against Miami, and so we didn't really get to see any of the any of the promise come to fruition that everyone had talked about. Well, he's he looks great, and he's 100%. And you know, when you have that, I mean, it's, this is obvious, but you know, you have that guy like stay with a Montez Sweat. Like when you have the one guy that can rush the passer and win one-on-ones or beat a double team, it just it changes the math defensively. The LSU last year had to get creative to sort of manufacture a pass rush. They brought safeties. They brought you know, Devin White came on delayed blitzes. They just had to find a way to manufacture pressure. Well, if if Chasson's healthy and is right. And I think this defense could be really, really special because he does change the math defensively for LSU. Will LSU be undefeated when they play Alabama? I don't think so. I, they've got a great shot, but it's it's hard for me to imagine when you look at by that point they will have played on the road at Texas and home games against Auburn and Florida. The league is just such a grind. I mean, it's it's a great question, and I think that's going to be an expectation of a lot of LSU fans because LSU is going to be favored, I think, in the three games I just mentioned. But, you know, just seen it enough. I mean, I can make a case for it. I mean, they're going to be favored against Texas, and Texas lost a bunch from last year. Um, Auburn hasn't won in Baton Rouge since 1999. And then the Florida game, LSU and Florida are kind of mirror images of each other when you look at the rosters and who they have returning. And they played a close game in Gainesville a year ago that Florida won, and you flip that on its head, and LSU wins the home game this year. And yeah, LSU could very well be undefeated. But my, if, if you made me pick it today, I think they'd probably drop one before they get to Alabama. Matt Moscona, ESPN 1045 down in Bad Ridge, man. Thanks so much for joining me. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Brian. Thanks.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.